Well, here we are, Alex. We're back on episode two of the Pickin' Bones series. And I don't even think I should call it a series. I'm hoping this is just a regular weekly installment. Record these bad boys. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of at the 11th hour for doing so because they release on Tuesdays. But they're quick hitters. They're easy to edit. Get it, you know, get everything set up to come out for Tuesday morning. But uh, we're here and we're actually truly picking a bone. Last time, Alex, we just dove into the realities of a DIY elk hunt. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just the uphill battle that that is. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back to the first episode of Picking Bones, and uh, you'll get a uh, kind of a harsh reality check from Alex. But, man, was it good. Yeah. But on this one, we got a familiar voice, uh, Mr. Nick Otto from Huntivore, one of the best hunting food podcasts out there uh he was the first guy i thought of to bring on for our food expert on this very topic uh and a large part of that is because i figured nick had the right personality to go with the expertise for uh, a pick and bones episode <laughs> he he's not afraid to he's not afraid to uh you know talk a little smack uh, but also he's got that he's got the heart of a teacher Hey, I'll tell you where you're wrong, but let me coach you up on how to make it right. So that's the point. We want to know not just what isn't good, but we want to know how to fix it. And so the one we're hitting tonight is, you guys have probably seen it before, got some A-lister hunting YouTube channel star that, uh, you know, you just watched a couple episodes of their show that you know, based on the timing in that video and the timing of the next video or whatever, they've got like an elk a mule deer, you know, whitetail, a bear, just having that freezer busting at the seams back at home, right? And and uh, they've probably celebrated, oh, we want to make sure we get all this meat off the mountain. You know, we've got, a, got my buddies here to help me pack it out. So important that, that we take good care of the meat, yada, yada, yada. That's one of the, you know, the thing about hunting is it's the purest meat, it's the cleanest meat, it's organic, blah, 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 right? All the things that we all say. And then on this next video for probably their next hunt, or maybe they're going to go shed hunting or, or uh, on a fishing trip or something, they're like, all right, we just got here. We're at the, you know, we're at our campsite and, uh, they're they're like we're gonna set our tent over here and so and so is over there he's getting supper ready oh so and so what's for supper tonight and then they bring the camera over and uh, you just see grocery bag after grocery bag you know you got like your your uh, cheesecakes and your little debbies and you know i get it you know everyone's got a sweet tooth but then (laughs) to me the most egregious thing they have a saran wrapped pile of pork chops or bratwurst or jimmy dean sausage links right they they just told us about how they were filling their freezer nick and they're raiding the the local grocery store so uh what do you think i mean is this something you guys have noticed as well and uh if so how do we uh make it so that we're actually taking that meat that we're stocking up in the freezer and we're bringing it to the trailhead with us I tell you what, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Kent, when all of a sudden we're having folks go to camps or they're going to these areas where they're going to be setting up and yeah, they're getting the cameras out. And I understand there's a lot that's going on in these productions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe, maybe there's a lot of thought that goes into 
uh, camera angles and batteries and editing and, well, what am I supposed to say here? And we're, we're trying to create craft a story. And you know what? We're going to send that little intern and we're going to send him to the store because we haven't thought about our food yet. Yeah. And sure enough, he's going to go to that deli counter and he's going to pick up bunch of lunch meat uh he's gonna pick up boar's head he's gonna pick up yeah the jimmy dean sauce oh, yeah. he's, gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get yeah the value pack of uh pork chops to throw those down and it really is one of those like not to say that you want to be you know come down on it but here we are as hunters and anglers and we want to celebrate our food and we're putting that on the back burner. We're leaving that at home. This is a perfect opportunity to display your amazing harvest that you got off of this. You drag drug it off the mountain. Now you're on this separate other trip. You've had a chance to make something that you could bring out here, at least freeze it up into something you could bring mm-hmm. out. And what a way to display to your friends and your crew that you're there to share that bounty with them. But instead, yeah, here we are. We got, you know, Jimmy over there taking care of the the pork chops. He's going to throw a little Montreal seasoning on there, and it's kind <laughs> of just, it's a missed, it's just a misnomer, you know. Yep. It just doesn't feel right so to bring this up and to really kind of like flush this out like we do have an amazing uh resource in our freezers and sometimes i would say even it folks look so hard at i want either i have to make something earth shattering i have to create Mm. a recipe that's never been created because i feel sheepish about my level of culinary expertise yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. But at the same time, if you're at camp, if you're out there with your buddies, we head to um, the Total Archery Challenge here in Michigan. We go up. It's now at Crystal Mountain. But we go with our buddies. we got two campers. I tell you, for the, for the nine guys that show up, we've got a full Blackstone. We bring out a smoker, and everybody brings out a bit of something that they've made, whether it's just going to be someone's bringing burger from their deer or somebody did get the chance to make brats somebody did get a chance to try and make some sausage dish dish uh good buddy of mine he put together the shotgun shells where it's uh stuffed pasta where you take sausage and stuff it up into uh, a manicotti and then you wrap it in bacon and then you slather it with with barbecue sauce Mm. i mean yeah all the fun and vixens that were on there and it was great because we built that together it was a bonding experience that we had building that i'm getting a chance to try somebody's summer sausage i'm getting a chance to try somebody something else and it it became a big part of the trip it was not a second thought yeah are we filming everything though no i get that but at the same time like what an awesome opportunity that if you are heading to camp or you're heading out with your guys to show this off and to display even if it's something you get out of a box shoot i get the mountain house or not i shouldn't say mountain house that's the dehydrated meals but you get the whatever sausage mix off the shelf try it out and then have your buddies critique it tell them like is it spicy enough do i do you want more spice should i add a fruit in there should i add apple into the turkey sausage and really kind of open that up because that then opens the door for you to kind of make something uh that is out of this world. We're never going to start out as amazing chefs, amazing cooks, if we don't take that first step. But if we're intimidated to share that, if we're intimidated or we look at it as another trivial thing that I can just push off and have somebody do for me, 
that's where I think a lot of us in the media field uh, need to really like take up that arms. We we talk about this, Kent. We talk about how amazing this food is. We talk about how it's wholesome, quality meat, but yet we we hide it and we keep it for ourselves. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. So if we're gonna go into a let's say a long weekend hunt. What's some like quick down and dirty stuff that we could prepare beforehand to get us through a long weekend with game meat? Gotcha. Um, with game meat. Um, I thought of three things in particular, uh, a bulk sausage that you can make ahead of time, mm. uh, burger. I mean, that's the quintessential. That is the basis, yeah, yeah. basis of, yeah. of what's going on. If, I mean, shoot, if it's not going to be steak, it's going to be some sort of ground meat that we're going to be taking out there. Um, and third is going to be one where you are going to have to prep a little bit, but it will make your lunchtime experience amazing. Um, so with a bulk sausage, uh, you're going to be probably making that the same time that you're going to be making your, uh, your burger. So burger, I like to go 80, 20. Um, mm. and the reason I go 80, 20, I do 80% lean venison. And then the other part, the 20 part, I do, um, a pork back fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do, I don't do like a chuck or a, excuse me, or like a pork butt, or I, I try to keep it, um, just the fat itself in there, but just giving it that mix of, uh, of fat in there, it's going to help the patties stick together. If you want patties or if you want, um, meatballs to be putting together, it helps hold that together. Uh, it also provides moisture and it also provides oil for that meat as it's going to be searing in the pan. Um, I just like the texture pork back fat is also pretty neutral in flavor. You're still going to taste venison, uh, beef tallow. It is going to be, um, more beefy. So that will mask a lot of pork. A lot of that. So if you're looking for a neutral fat, go with a pork back fat. Okay. So if it, with the sausage, um, I go with a 70-30. So there is a little bit of math there. So I add a little bit more of the fat in there because I want more of that fat um, to adhere to the seasoning that I'm going to be putting in there. Okay. Yeah, um, makes sense. Once you mix in your seasoning, um, again, with everything, you want that to be super cold. You don't want to render any of that fat out. Either through your mixer or either in the mix. So I'll go through with like a coarse grind, um, on whatever your, whatever your grinder is. Um, then I'll add my, my mix into that working in good with my hands and then go through with a second grind. And that's going to help mix that even further, get that into your bags. I find that sausage is better the next day. So if you make it like a week ahead and you put it in the freezer and you've got them in, in pound frozen, um, packages, not only do they travel very well in a cooler, but they also add to your ice or your level of cooling there. So throw everything in there frozen. So when you get to your camp or you get to your destination, things are already beginning to unfall a little bit, but you've been real safe as far as your temperatures go mm. with the burger and with uh, the sausage. So both of those I would find shoot at any camp. You could go with, with both those items. Um, but yeah, if you're getting together with a Blackstone, you, You've got some, you know, extra uh, stuff that are that, that you have at your disposal. Those are two elements that you can do just about a ton of things with. It can go into omelets. It can go uh, straight as a patty. The burger can be in for chili. The burger can be in for burgers. It can be in for you name it, whatever you want to make out of that. Yeah, that's the, excellent. 
the third dish, um, well, excuse me, the third way that I that I do like to bring uh, game on trips, um, I do it even for my kids, is we make burritos. Mm. And burritos are the ultimate travel food. And I keep them in my freezer. Um, and, in fact, it was... It was last winter. I went through and made a whole bunch, and I like pre-made fifty of these burritos, and I got through a whole month of lunches just off burritos. And That's I had to awesome. put away. You just pull it out, and you throw it in, um, throw it in your lunch pail, and you're able to go with it. Now, I did eat a few as as a snack, and then the boys got into them as well. Uh, but Doing some of this planning ahead of time, if you've got a night where you're going to be making some shredded meat or you you make a, you make some barbacoa, you make some taco meat, and you don't finish it all, rather than just put it into the freezer to make tacos for that next week, take a second and maybe have some of those fixings together, roll them in a larger tortilla. I then end up taking it and roll it in parchment paper so it's a little parcel, one little piece of tape on there, holds itself together, and then you pop that into the freezer. Sounds awesome. Yeah, a whole afternoon, if you finally get, you make five pounds of, you know, shredded taco meat or barbacoa or whatever direction you're going with that, be it a wild hog, be it a whitetail, whatever you are making from that, make those up, add a little bit of rice. Or if you want to go the breakfast route, do some scrambled egg in there. Throw a little bit of salsa or a little jalapeno uh, chopped up, throw that in there, whatever your mix is. Add some of that bulk sausage you made. Heck yeah, yeah. Add the bulk sausage that's already cooked up. Roll those up in there. Yeah. Put them in the freezer. I got about, I probably got about a dozen per gallon bag. And if I just kept them packed in there nice and tight, throw that in the freezer, those things are going to, I mean, you're not going to have to worry about freezer burn. Well, shoot, they don't last long enough to get freezer burn <laughs> the way you get after. Yeah. Now, here we're finding big cuts of meat. People don't know what to do with them, and they get they get intimidated by it. And at that point, then it, become, it succumbs to freezer burn because we weren't sure what exactly we wanted to do with it yeah that's that's true i I guess that would probably be the next lesson of this is if you're not sure just just make something and go with it don't feel that buyer's remorse you're gonna go hunting again you're going to get another deer i promise you folks yeah you want to use that stuff uh as much as you can share it as much as you can you can always go out and get more that's right. Very well Love said. That. Very well said. And before we uh, wrap this one up here, um, Alex, you've done a lot of jerky making with uh, your elk meat before you go on trips. Uh, certainly something everyone can get into, right? Oh yeah, super easy. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't even need a dehydrator per se. You know, I think I think some people think they need extra stuff. I mean, you don't need a jerky gun. Um, you, you know, grab a roast, grab a steak, just thinly slice it and, and, you know, a few ounces of water and some cure and some, some seasoning and you let it sit there for 24 hours and then you, you can put it in the, in the oven and bake it for, you know, hours at 140 degrees. So just, it's simple, you know, but, um, I mean, it's the best snack I can get. You know, I take it to work every day. I, I take it in my backpack and I mean, on a backcountry hunt for sure. I have, I have jerky, you know, once you do it and you have it. Yeah. And, and as Nick, as Nick said, it's worth it. It's worth it to do it. Absolutely. I like the point you said, Alex, that I don't need all the setup right now. Better yourself one little step of a time, but not trying to hit the finish line right out the get go. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. very well said. Very well said. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for jumping on for this episode of Picking Bones. We definitely need to have Nick back on in the very near future to do a full-length episode. There's so much we can learn from him and everything he has going on at Huntivore. Be sure you go and check out at Huntivore, right? Isn't that the uh, correct handle there for Instagram? Also check out his podcast as well, uh, the Huntivore podcast, where you will hear all things related to these topics. A lot of other great voices in the uh, culinary side of hunting as well. And, uh, you know, uh, real quick before we wrap this up, um, I certainly don't want people to think that, you know, if you eat some beef or you eat some pork or you eat some chicken or you eat some uh, farm-raised turkey or something like that, that it's a sin or anything like that. Not at all. But, uh, you know, maybe if we're going to be in the, the light of the public uh, then we should probably try and, and like Nick said, show, take advantage of that opportunity to represent what can be done with such a, a precious thing. And, and two, you know, part of it as well is if we're going to be whacking a lot of critters, then uh, we need to make sure that we're uh, making full use of them. And that can, you know, that can uh, look a lot of different ways, you know, giving it away to somebody or, um, you know, using it ourselves, whatever. But uh, I think it's important that we have this conversation. It's important to plan ahead. And uh, thank you to Nick and Alex for jumping on this one. Till next time, uh, don't forget to check out Spartan Forge, our presenting sponsor. Get signed up with that uh, 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 subscription service of deer prediction behavior and uh, mapping. Caleb and I were using it like crazy last week while we were shed hunting marking which properties we have access to with their uh, access marking uh, feature and uh, lo and behold we both picked up some sheds Caleb found a real giant go check out All American Outdoorsman on Instagram you can see that sucker there and uh, until next time take care and take someone hunting